0: Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Today we have something different for you. We have a recording from a good friend of ours, Debbie Early, PhD. She's a certified mindfulness teacher with a background in biomedical science. She discusses mindfulness, biophilia, spaciousness and nature as a tonic. I hope very much that you enjoy this. It is not so much for its beauty that the forest makes a claim upon men's heart, as for that subtle something, that quality of air, that emanation from old trees, that so wonderfully changes and renews a weary spirit. Robert Louis Stevenson A weary spirit might be what many of us are experiencing at this time, Hello, my name is Debbie Early, and today I'm going to talk about nature connection and our well-being. Why are so many people finding their daily walks so beneficial, especially at the fits of nature? Awareness of this connection has existed for thousands of years. Ancient Egyptian physicians encouraged royalty to walk to help their moods, and Hippocrates described Bis medicatrix naturae, the healing power of nature. Many indigenous cultures across the globe have engaged and continue to engage in nature-based rites of passage which cultivate healing, self-trust, responsibility, and one's place in the natural world. Human well-being comprises a combination of mental, physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and environmental factors. It also acknowledges that humans are part of the web of life and that contact with nature has a psychotherapeutic effect. Research suggests that walking in forests and being immersed in the sensory experience, including the scents and sounds of the forest, reduce stress, as well as increase immunity, improve resilience, and improve mood. Some of the research suggests that being in certain environments changes our brain waves, and if the environment is calming, may allow part of our brain to rest. Separate research was undertaken to determine whether the type of environment influences rumination that is, repetitive thoughts focused on negative aspects of the self. Using questionnaires and by looking at brain activity post-walk, it was found that participants who went on a 90-minute walk and who strolled along quiet tree-lined paths were less likely to dwell on negative aspects of their life and had quieter brain activity compared with those who walked along a busy highway. Perhaps one reason why the brainwaves change is that we become more present. Mindfulness is a way of being present without judgment, and research has shown that brainwaves change when people practice this too. Even when we can't get outside, we can still find ways to connect with nature. Slowing down, pausing, being present, and using our senses, tasting herbs and flavors of fruit and vegetables, savoring a cup of tea, appreciating the scent of cooking or oils in a bath, noticing the textures of surfaces such as wood, reflecting on photographs of nature, or looking at the sky, clouds and moon from the window. Where actually does the boundary of nature exist? Earlier this century, sociobiologist Edward O. Wilson coined the term biophilia, which he defined as a love of nature and connection between humans and the earth. We are already interconnected and part of nature, even when we're indoors. Much of our lack of wholeness and current disconnect from nature, comes not just from the superficial, people aren't out in nature enough, but rather it comes from a lack of a deep interconnectedness in an embodied and an embedded way. Slowing down, being mindful, and being aware opens up a space for us to be fully present, to balance the unpleasant and the pleasant, regardless of where we are physically. Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.